So y'all up for, it's not going to be entirely new, but y'all up for doing something a little bit new or like newish or there's like some different things we'll do. Patrick is, maybe that's it. Oh, Patrick, this might be you and me. Like this might be a lot. It'll be great. <laughs> Sorry. I'm imagining like a, a tag team sermon that's like from, it'd be great. But hopefully more of you will participate. Uh, so like I said, my name is Josh. And uh, today's going to be really interactive. Part of it, it's getting us primed for what we're doing with Todd a little bit later on tonight, you know, after church, but also Mondays moving forward. It's getting us primed for maybe a little bit of a risky activity we'll do at the end. Um, so like, let's just start off. I'm not doing this for any particular reason, but let's just stretch as if, you know, maybe raising your hand will be a part of something later or not. But just like stretch right now. If you could just move your hands like up and down. This will show me they work. Okay, this is good. Now I know that your hands work and that you can move them up and down. This might be important for later. Thank you for that. So I want to ask you all a question. Roots, you cannot answer this. You can't answer this question. I'm not saying you can't do it like you don't know. Like, just please don't right now because I think you actually will know the answer like right away. So please don't. Our Roots is our youth group that's up here. I want to ask you all a question. When you read the Gospels, when you think about the life of Jesus, what is Jesus's core message? Once again, Roots, don't answer, please. What is Jesus's core message? message. The hands that you have just waved, you can now wave again. Okay, I'm going to pick Gobari. The kingdom of God is here. Wyatt, what was yours? Uh Uh-oh. Regina, what was yours? Faith, okay. Christoph, love, okay. Uh, Joel in the back. The kingdom of God. Okay. We've got three kingdom of gods, love and faith, which I think are connected, right, we'd say, to some of that. Anyone else? David? Greater than, love is greater than death. Okay, wait, greater than death. Jesus' message is greater than death. Okay, that's great. Michael? To teach, to share. Okay. We got a lot of good responses. I love asking that question. Because it's really important. Like, life is different depending on how you answer that question. There's some people, especially people maybe outside of the church, maybe they had a bad experience with the church, their answer might be something like, Jesus' core message is like, get right. Like, you know, shape up. Be a good person. I think that person has a very different experience in church than I think maybe any of the responses that I heard from you all. The, the core message of Jesus, the one that we see in the Gospels time and time again, it really is the kingdom of God. It's not like the other answers are wrong. Please don't get mad at me. But like Jesus says time and time again, this thing about the kingdom of God being at hand, being present, drawing near. And and so now we really have another question to ask. And obviously we're going to get to it. We're going to have some scripture. But I just want to ask you, you know, beyond what is Jesus' core message, let's ask, you know, what is the kingdom of God? What are some thoughts? Again, please raise your hand. And Roots, you're back in. What is the kingdom of God? A lot of people are doing things. Oh, uh, let me go with Joel in the back. God's greatest will for us, including love, mercy, and justice. I like that. It's a solid answer. Yes, Hosanna. The people who follow Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Was there one? Regina. 
to reach your destiny. Interesting. Anyone over here? Oh, I was about to say, you know, over now, you got it. Okay, we'll do Luria and then Oyarma. God's in charge and I'm not. Okay. You seem like you have a message inside of you. I'm like, do you want to take the mic? That was, that was, that was good. Okay, Oyarma. The, the authority of God is in operation. Ooh, I like that one. Okay, there's, those are all good. I like these. It's almost like you go to a church where we talk about the kingdom of God pretty regularly. I, I hope that's true, but I feel like it's been a little bit. So, you know, there's been things in between. I don't know if it's before the pandemic, but it's good that we're just getting some reps in. You know, sometimes when we think about kingdom, we think about this one. And you guys know me. Um, I am sort of fond of this in a way that I feel kind of embarrassed and strange. Not really about, like, me being old, more about this being, like, all about money and capitalism, but still liking it. That's more where my embarrassment comes from now. But when we use the word kingdom, we think about oftentimes like a fantasy kingdom or a magical kingdom. That's not great if the orienting words of the person that we would call important, some of us, a prophet, savior, like, again, I don't know where everyone is with Jesus, but it's important if Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand and we're thinking it's this, like, that's not true, right? Like, it's not Disney World is at hand. It's also not like something magical is at hand, as if it's just this fantasy place. I think maybe the, the thing that's most dangerous here, you see some of the people at the bottom. One of the problems of Disney World, especially if you like it, is like, one, it costs a lot of money. But two, like, you have to leave. Like, you've got to go. Like, you're only a tourist. And I think sometimes when we think about kingdom, we think about, oh, that's the place I'll go as a tourist, and then I'll leave. I think the kingdom of God is very, very different. You know, in, in some ways, we can think about the kingdom of God less like Disney World and more like something the word government. Because you think about the time, people still refer to governments as kingdoms. But again, Disney kind of stole or, you know, handled that one a little bit more. But really, it's a word for a government, an organized way of ruling or setting things up. The way that, like, an authority structure comes to bear something on your life. You know, some of the uh, ways that people say this is just a, a catchphrase or it's short is just it's the rule of reign and reign of God. I think that's fine. But there's something much deeper to God's kingdom. What do we see in the scriptures, like right after Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand? We see this like evangelism or allegiance work. Jesus saying, follow me. And people leaving their professions, leaving their relatives, leaving anything that's identified them and follow Jesus. We see deliverance work, unclean spirits coming out of Jesus. We see healing work where people were sick and then Jesus cleanses them. We also get this great little definition from uh, the Apostle Paul, who we looked at last week. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's so important to know what the kingdom of God is because through it, we know more of our story. We just went through a series of, on stories we're still doing work in that. The Stories Home Group is still going on. You can check it out on Monday nights. But actually, our whole theme for the rest of this calendar year is still thinking about stories. Because when we think about the kingdom, we're thinking about our story. Knowing this story is so helpful because our lives, turns out, don't fully look like the kingdom. Our city doesn't fully look like the kingdom. And our world definitely doesn't. When you learn more about the kingdom story, you become empowered in your own story. Because we know how to be given the time it is in the kingdom. It's going to be a big theme for what we talk about today. What time is it 
in our lives? And how is the kingdom of God related to that timing? A huge part of my own story was understanding this kingdom of God reality. That this time frame looked less like um, an, an overarching reality that's winning all the time. If we just think about the kingdom of God, it's like, yeah, the kingdom of God stays winning all the time. Like right now, we see the wins like all the time in our lives, everywhere. Some of us would be like, I'm out. I haven't been winning. I'm struggling. This can't connect to me. Sometimes we've taught about the kingdom as this small little kind of like rebel effort. Sometimes we've compared it to Star Wars. Like it's definitely like the rebels, right? It's not the empire. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It's like something so small. It's like yeast that spreads in dough. It's small, but it's impactful and it grows. But it's not always the ruling thing that we would notice as if it's orienting like the way that our lives go automatically or our nation is going automatically or our world is going. Instead, it's small, powerful, and effective. And frustratingly, it can seem sometimes like it only changes one life at a time. I've been frustrated by that in the past, that it's only changing one life at a time. But as I've gotten older, I've begun to be a little bit more thankful that at least it's changing one life. Not just dominating a life, but changing it for the better. And I see that one life change another life, and that one life change another life, until I see exponentially it's been doing a lot of work, but I was kind of judging it <laughs> just to be one thing all at the time. This overarching reality of winning, when I was uh, learning about the kingdom, it didn't describe my life. It didn't describe the black church that I was nurtured in. It didn't under, uh, describe my nascent understanding of God's heart for justice. It was a slow kingdom coming in a way that was really frustrating. But I saw good things happening, even in the slowness. And I began to trust that a little bit more and more and more. It really felt like the Holy Spirit, the person of God, could move through these kingdom things that were breaking into our world. Like maybe things could be different. I wonder if you have any hope for that today, that your world could be different because of the kingdom of God. Whether it's something in your relational life, maybe it's something in your friendship, maybe it's some concern you have for the world, for a particular issue. Do you think you could be changed today because of God's kingdom? I hope so. That's what we're going to pray about right now. Praying for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done. Not just in the world, but in our lives. Let's pray together. God, would you come and be present with your Holy Spirit? Would you move, God, with your kingdom power today, helping people know more of who you are, of what time it is, and what that means for our lives? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to cover three quick things as we look at the kingdom. This is going to kind of start us off for our series, so it's going to be a broad overview. There will be a lot of stories next week that I'll share that are more both practical, but also just like where, how we see the kingdom and how we see kingdom manifestation. This is going to be just making sure we understand the concept. So we're going to think about kingdom timing, kingdom tension, and kingdom trust. Kingdom timing, kingdom tension, kingdom trust. So we'll start off with the first one, and we'll get some familiar phrases from what you all have so eloquently shared 
that when we look at the scripture, one of the first things we see in the Gospel of Mark, which is such like a fast-paced story of Jesus' life, we see this. Now after John, Jesus' cousin, was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. It's kind of funny. The people that mention repentance a lot are just like, repent, or like, get right. They kind of forget that first part, right? The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. I think that's good news. Not usually, you know, on the signs. There's good news. The kingdom of God is drawn near. Now, what does it mean to draw near? I think it means to like to get close, to get closer. I don't know if it means like I'm right where Isla is, like right next to her, but it's like getting closer, right? We see something like changing as something's arriving, but it might not be all the way there, but something's getting closer than maybe we've ever seen it before. And it's really important when we think about this to know if the kingdom of God's getting closer, what time is it actually? And I'd love to have three folk that are going to help me with a little uh, illustration. Don't worry. I think more than three can participate, but at least three people will help me put up these signs. I just need three people to raise their hand. You're going to hold something. It's not going to be embarrassing. There's nothing like, but I just need three people. Again, Roots, you're definitely involved here. Okay, you're nominating someone else. That's not fair. Okay, Gobar, let's do Tyrese. Aldrin, come on. I didn't say you had to get baptized next if you do this, but you can. Okay, hold that up. Tyrese, and then one more person, Christoph, okay. We're gonna order you all. Oh no, wait, sorry, I'm being silly. No, turn it around. I'm like, I'm recycling, so yours is this way. There's no concert that we're gonna do. That would be really crazy, like when is the concert? I don't know, and actually I'm pretty sure it already happened. Okay, let's see. Do we think these guys are in the right order? And again, this could be a trick question. So if you can't read it, Kingdom of God, the present age, new heaven, and earth. We're trying to get you guys ordered. Let's say this is the, like, this is where, this is where we are, and this is where we're going. Present age, someone's saying, like, this is, feels wrong to me. The present age should be present, right? It should be first. Okay, let's switch. Present age. Okay, now I need someone who likes trick questions, answers, like, is this right right now? Okay, oh, man, you, you guys that are brainy are like really funny to me. Someone just like shook their head violently. Okay, I'm not gonna, I know who it is right now, but I'm not gonna call on you yet. But someone wanna say like, is this the right order? Ooh, yeah, like, Marilyn. Okay, so we need to have like, could they draw near to one another? Is that like, you know, get in line? Could they, could they touch? So wait, let me, let me hear Marilyn a little louder, please. Okay, I like that. I didn't even think about it. So present, get behind the kingdom. I don't think anyone said anything about you, Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese, just stay where you are. Okay, present age, kingdom of God. Now they're trying to think about tall and high. I didn't even think about this. You guys are great. Is this right? Does someone want to say, like, does this seem good? I know there's theologians in the room. Okay, theologian has said yes. This is great. Okay, so the present age is what? It's where we are right now. Like, that's happening. And the kingdom of God, I think, is happening, can happen more? Like, theologians? The kingdom of God dances in a circle? Okay, like, or like, is active, just like, represents activity? Okay, you can just like, jiggle a little bit. I won't make you do it forever. But like, the jiggling is activity. And the new heaven and new earth, like, 
isn't happening fully, but maybe you're like touching a little bit, right? Like a little overlap. No, not you, not you, back here. <laughs> like maybe there's some overlap here. And maybe this is more like the timeline, right? Because there's some good things from the kingdom of God that I think are from this thing that is going to happen. But it's not happening fully yet, right? But there's some connection. But it looks like we're connected here. So I want someone, this is the lot, I want to do a lot more of this, but I probably should stop. But can I have someone, like, try to be like Jesus and show, like, what Jesus would be doing? You can, you can get the mic, maybe, or you can say some things. Like, does anyone want to show, like, just try to show, like, what, and this is Jesus, like, when he was, like, 30, right? This isn't Jesus now. I'm not sure how that would be represented. But can someone just, I actually need someone from Roots to do this. I'm sorry. I'm going to make someone from Roots be Jesus. Anyone can be. Anyone in the Roots ministry. You're looking at me. Do you want, like, I don't know. Like, what do we see Jesus do when someone is, let's say, sick? What's happening? Okay, yeah. What do you see Jesus do? Yeah. So Jesus prays, and he's praying, like, in a way that's connected to the kingdom of God and connected to this thing that is to come, but he's doing so in the present age. Say more. All the way. Yes! Let's, let's do some applause for that. That's great. Okay, you, can go yeah, you guys are good. I think you guys definitely wanted to stay up more. I wanted to stay up more. For the sake of time, what time is it? I will not do that. So timing is really important. Because the present age is a really important thing to just know we're in. When we don't realize we're in the present age, we ignore reality. We ignore pain that's in reality. We ignore suffering that's in reality. We ignore bad stuff. But also in the present age, that's where we can see God's good stuff that comes from the kingdom of God, that's connected to this age that is beyond. So through Jesus, we see someone model bringing what's from beyond into the present age through the kingdom of God. Like, we're getting it. And this is so important for our lives, but it's also more, so important for, uh, for what we're going to do these few weeks. Now, one trick question I want to ask you before I end Where's the church in that? Heidi. The body of Christ. So we're connected to Jesus. Not Jesus, but connected. And I think we're trying to follow Jesus, trying to model those same things, but my guess is, given the church and the story of the church, we get it wrong a lot. But remembering that paradigm, especially of Jesus, is really helpful to be aligned, to be corrected, for us to repent, to turn, but also for us to know that the kingdom of God is at hand. When we think about what time it is, this little graphic can help us too. Here, the blue describes the end of the age, so it's a little flipped. And then Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, a phrase he uses in the Gospel of Matthew. Mark is usually kingdom of God. And the red is just kind of sin and destruction. Part of what Jesus does is he creates these new pockets that are kingdom pockets. New pockets that are kingdom pockets. And what's so important about this is sometimes we think that the good stuff is going to come at the end. Think about that phrase for your life, that the good stuff is going to come at the end. I might be speaking too personally right now to some of you. The good stuff is going to come at the end, in retirement, when the hard thing is over, when you're finally better, 
But I think part of what the kingdom of God challenges us to do is says, can the, kingdom, can the good stuff be right now too? Maybe not in fullness, but can some of it be right now? We don't have to wait until the very end. So much of our lives are set up, not even like through Christian community, but like our wider society, that the good stuff is at the very end. It's like dessert at the end. Part of the kingdom of God is like, nope, dessert, come up. You can move a little earlier in the, in the, in the, the plates, right? But we see God do these little pockets of the kingdom. And part of what the church is, is it's creating more of those pockets, following Jesus together. What time is it? It's time to remember the kingdom is present right now, because we can forget. We can just think that the kingdom isn't present. It's not at hand. It's not available to us. We should not do that. We should remember the kingdom of God is present right now. What about this kingdom tension? Well, I think when I, said, when I mentioned the church, I saw some, some jitters. I think this is part of what the church does is we really stay in the kingdom tension. Let's go book, back to look at like the time between the times. This is, again, just another way of thinking about it. This is from the Bible Project. I just screenshot it. Not me, just so you don't think that. Um, and it's the city that is to come. Sometimes the new heaven and the new earth is represented as a city in the last book of the Bible, Revelation. And so we see that the city is moving into the present age, which is that circle that's red. So there's a, a city that is to come. There's the present age, and there's the kingdom of God in the middle that's breaking forth, breaking into our lives. But there's a question of how does that go? I'm just going to do a few exercises with you. We'll move on to the next point, which will involve some activity, and then we'll go back to worship. Don't get lost at the next point, but it's just bringing up how difficult this stuff is. So we think about sickness and where it would go in that Venn diagram, right? Is it the present age? Is it the kingdom of God breaking in? Is it the end of all things? like the new heaven and new earth. When we think about something like healing, where does that go? These are important questions to ask. It's important for us to look at this and to see what we think God is doing, what time it is, and what tensions might be here. Ah, yeah. So, you know, when I think about this, you know, sickness doesn't go in the very end of the story. You know, we have some of that from Revelation. There's no more tears. There's no more death. There's no more sickness. It's not in the end. But we also don't really have full healing like as kingdom breaks in. Because as God might heal you from your knee, you still might be sniffling. As you're sniffling, your body still might be getting older, right? But there's this way that in the kingdom of God, we could be being healed together, right? Physically healed, emotionally healed, spiritually healed. And it's important for us to know what time it is. That there's a possibility for that. You know, my mom struggles with chronic uh, illness, and it's been so powerful for her to be part and be present to our community, because there have been powerful moments in our life where we had people pray for her at ECV, and honestly, after those times of prayer, she's like, I feel better. Like, something is different. I remember I was walking, uh, I think this is when we had just Zoe, walking with her down to the pond at Edgewood Park, and I was like, how in the world is she doing this? She went all the way down, all the way back. And I was like, it's because there was something in her body when we prayed for her. The kingdom of God came, and she was being healed, right? And she's actually able to walk out some of that healing, even as she still struggles with some of her physical condition. God's kingdom can break through. I'm so glad I asked my friends to pray. It literally has materially changed her life, and yet she still has struggles, right? Some people here have experienced a healing. It's like, no, actually, I'm good, and that's great. And some people here, you've experienced really costly times. You prayed for healing and you didn't see it happen, and you don't know why. 
And I hope, beyond hope, that somehow God met you to speak to you, to address you personally, even as you didn't see the thing that you wanted to see. What time is it? A time where God's kingdom is coming, even in all the tensions. Just one more. I'm going to just put a few things up. You can think about something like money, material goods we have. Where is that in this? Does money, you know, have an ending point? And maybe what does money bring you? Maybe it's something like security. How could this look in a kingdom imagination? Well, maybe it's that money, not that it's always bad, like the love of money is bad, but that money's in the kingdom as it breaks through, as people are generous, as people get things that they need. But also security is there too, and security's all the way in the end. Maybe we wouldn't recognize like a gold brick or like a $5 bill or a Tanzanian shilling, but we'd recognize security. Maybe that's how it pulls all the way through. Now we're doing some theology together, right? That's some good stuff. Now, we're not gonna do these other ones, but there's other interesting things, right, that you could do this with. Things like sex, or joy, or career. Now, what's the most important thing that we see here? I think we can get it from another gospel story. It's that we need to remember the time that it is, is being oriented towards the kingdom following Jesus, and doing that work in the church, where we can seek first the kingdom of God together. This is from a famous uh, sermon that Jesus gives called the Sermon on the Mount. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring enough worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Seek first God's kingdom, and all things will be added to you. There's something that will give trouble. Worry about that later. When we seek first God's kingdom, God's kingdom becomes our orienting way of seeing the world, our orienting way of being in the world, and it lets us prioritize really hard things, really difficult stuff. Those little like, examples I gave, those aren't little uh, small things. Trying to understand how the kingdom of God could break through in the way you think about money is a lifelong journey. And the way you think about healing is a lifelong journey. The way you think about joy, it's a lifelong journey. When we seek first the kingdom, we know well, we're going to be sharpened back to God's kingdom, sharpened back to the way of God, the rule of God, the reign of God. And we do that work together in the church. I can think about how that's worked in my life, where at times I was particularly confused or paralyzed. God's kingdom became a way that I brought other people alongside. Said, how is God's kingdom meaning anything to my life? And I've seen how that's been a journey for me from confusion about what I should do in my life to caring for the poor and marginalized and wondering if that's going to be the orienting thing and being like, God's kingdom is there. Like, that's what I need to do. Like, justice work, all these things. And someone's like, you know that you're married. Like, you're, you, God's kingdom is in your marriage, too. I'm like, wait, it is? And then being a parent and like, oh, no, it has to be. Like, how could this not be part of it? And realizing that God's kingdom breaking through was, yes, a part of me caring about my purpose, but it's also part of just my life. When I'm sitting before the Lord, God's kingdom is coming as I'm worshiping God as Father. When I'm with my wife and we're sharing and connecting and I'm, and I'm trying to care for her, she's caring for me, that's the kingdom of God coming. When I'm with my kids and they're playing, I'm just like thanking God for who they are. That's the kingdom of God coming. Our journey in life is discovering the kingdom really everywhere and discovering how to orient towards it, even between good things. And again, we do that work in the church. What time is it? It's really developing uh, a way of being for us to seek first God's kingdom and to know that there are these things, counterfeit parts of the kingdom. 
There, that passage about there's other worries, right? There's other troubles. Those are usually other lowercase g gods, other things that we're worried about, fretting over, struggling with. And part of seeking first God's kingdom is saying, that's not God's kingdom. My concern about money and whether I'm going to make it, that's not God's kingdom. It's not unimportant, but it's not God's kingdom. The, the physical pain I have in my body that I'm struggling with, that's not God's kingdom. It's trying to dominate. It's trying to cast attention, but it's just not. So what time is it? It's time to remember the kingdom battles against a counterfeit kingdom that wants to distract us. We can seek first God's kingdom. Last thing is kingdom trust. Trusting that God's kingdom actually does come, that it does break through. This isn't just an intellectual exercise. It's something that we can do together. Jesus even taught us this in a prayer. This is a prayer. He says, pray this. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He doesn't say pray later for the kingdom to come. He doesn't say pray to enjoy the kingdom when you die, let's say, and go to heaven. He says pray right now for the kingdom of God to come, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, in the present age as it is in heaven. That's a powerful command. It's a powerful prayer. It's a prayer that we're taught sometimes to, teach, to pray every day. What would it be like if every day you prayed, God, would you let your kingdom reality come into my life, come into my finances, come into my relationships, come into my career, come into my personhood? What would change? This is about praying the goods of the new heaven and the new earth down right now in our lives the lives of our neighbors, our church, our city, our world. And we've named some of those goods, right? Security, joy, love, peace, healing. Sometimes we just need to remember that that's available and to pray. We need to remember what time it is. Two quick things before we just do a little bit of an activity together. There's this powerful moment this week where uh, at our staff meeting, we were talking about a bunch of different things, all good stuff, good work that we need to be about. And one of our staff, Kiana, just said, can we pause? Can we just pray about what's going on, on the other side of the world? And it was like she remembered the time it was, right? Like we can be connected to God and to God's kingdom coming to pray for horrible wars happening, to pray for horrible things that make us struggle with this reality that, God, if your kingdom is at hand, then why is this happening? Why is this going on? And she said, let's just stop and pray. And sometimes you know when you do that, and it's more of a formality, that's not what happened. I feel like we connected. I feel like I connected to God's heart. So we prayed for kids that are getting stuck in this horrible war, kids that had their parents know about a war, their grandparents know about a war. It's just a generational cycle. And we prayed, could that cycle end? Could this be the last group of kids? And I was like, wait, I think God is like showing us something here in terms of a thing he wants to pray for too, a thing he is praying for. What if you remember that you can pray God's kingdom come no matter what? I think about uh, an experience I had where I was uh, trying to go on the street called Kensington, a street that I would soon live on, actually probably a year or two years later. And I was just so scared. Like I was just really scared. It was nighttime. There were some people around. People were kind of saying some things to me. And I was just imagining the worst. I don't think I even could really hear them. But I was like, this just doesn't feel safe. I remember I was just so scared. And there was one time after I, I moved in, uh, I was living there on that street where we were praying. And I can't describe it. Like, I still can't really describe it, but we were praying and worshiping. And all of a sudden, it felt like something was different. 
Like I had peace, thankfully, in the neighborhood I lived in. It was like probably six months in. I couldn't tell you what it was, but it's almost like the kingdom of God broke in. I was like, oh, this is my home. I pray peace for my home. I'm not scared of where I live. Even if there's legitimate threats or things, like I just feel peace. It was great. And it was so much easier just to be because God, I think, was kind in that way. So if the kingdom is at hand, one of the questions is, could it happen now? You know, and if it is, then it's time to risk and it's time to trust. So we're going to have a call to prayer in a second. But I want us to do something that will be a little different. Um, and we've done it before at different um, kind of services that we've done. But I just want us to uh, invite God's presence to come and to be together as we take a little bit of a risk. So I'm going to pray for God's spirit to come. And I'm going to explain the risk we'll take. No one will do anything that they don't want to do. Do not worry. Do not be nervous. But I'd love for us to, together, to try to uh, lean out in pursuing God and God's kingdom. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Thank you that your kingdom of God, your kingdom, Jesus, is present. It's present with us. Holy Spirit, would you come? And would you have your way? Come and have your way. Thank you, Jesus, that you're with us. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us. Uh, be here as you bring about your kingdom activity. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, we're going to pray for someone. That someone might be you. Again, you will say who you are, so don't worry. No one will be picked to pray for that doesn't want to be prayed for. And if no one wants prayer, we'll do something different. But that's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll come back to that person in a second. But uh, for the rest of us, and Todd, I'd love for you just to help with this, there could be two people that are on our team that prays for the service that are fine praying for someone publicly. Just stand over where Todd is. So two people that are, you would know if this is you, you pray for words for the service. Um, I'd love for you to get ready to pray. And then if we could have someone from Roots pray, that would be lovely, but no pressure. If there's not someone from Roots that wants to pray, you do not have to. And then someone else, if you just want to be part of a prayer activity, you're just going to pray for someone. Um, and it's going to be a prayer where we're listening to what God is saying or doing and then trying to pray for someone. And we're going to be doing that together. So we got two people from the team. We might have someone that's from Roots come up. Again, no pressure for that. Just when we want to always say at ECV, you can pray at all ages. And then if there's someone else that wants to, you can raise your hand. And I will have you go over to the side. Anyone else that wants to pray? And if not, we'll have a team of three, and that will be okay. Okay, I'll let anyone else go over, and Todd will decide if they are part of this or not. Um, now, I just would love, if someone wants to receive a prayer for encouragement, this will be public. We'll do it here. So again, that's not you, but I'd love just for people to raise their hands, and then I'll pick who it is. So I'm going to just wait a little bit. If you want to just receive prayer for encouragement, for God to encourage you and to support you for anything you're going through. Life could be great, life could be okay, life could be bad. We all need encouragement, and that's all it is, just a prayer for encouragement. I'd love for you to raise your hand, and we will pray for you. Okay. People can raise your hand and talk, because I'm going to pick. So there's two people who have said, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes people are helped with their hands. I'm going to say... Actually, Marilyn's praying, so I won't have her pray for her husband publicly. Um, let's do in the back. Yeah. Yes. Okay, do you mind coming up? 
So uh, this is a version of what we do on the side. So it's really just doing something together as a way of learning and, uh, and sharing together that we do every Sunday. Um, and remember your name again? Christine. Christine, okay. So we're gonna pray for Christine. And actually, because we're praying, if you don't mind, everyone can pray and bless Christine. We can just, you know, pray God's goodness and God's blessing. We want these three people to pray in particular uh, just to see if God's saying anything to Christine, um, anything that would encourage her or bless her. We see this in the Gospels where sometimes Jesus knows something about someone and it's something that blesses them and encourages them and helps them. So do you mind if we do this together? And then we'll uh, get, I think, some words that people have heard during the service and then we'll move to a time of uh, prayer and worship. But this is just one of the ways we can see God's kingdom is at hand, like right now, because this isn't like Christine is acting like she wants prayer. She does want prayer and she's choosing to do a public risk together. So claps for Christine for doing a public risk together. We're with you, we love you, we support you, and it's helpful. It's helpful to see us do this, because sometimes we don't know how to pray, and we don't really know how God will show his goodness, and so we'll see that together. So I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come, and then I'll see if any of you have words to share for Christine. That feel good to all of you? Thumbs up just that it feels good. Todd, thumbs up. Good, great. Sure, well, yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? God, thanks for, for this, that your kingdom is at hand, and we see your kingdom come in so many different ways. Through prayer on the sides that we usually do, through worship, through us with, yeah, in all parts of our lives. But we also thank you for these particular moments where we can um, see people take a risk. Because I think part of seeing the kingdom come is knowing that the time that it is is to take risk. To know that the kingdom's present, that there might be tensions, but you, God, are with us as we trust you and believe you to be about real stuff in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So do you all feel like you have something for Christine? Okay. Can you guys? So Christine... And you can tell me if, yeah, I'm going to not stand way far away from you because <laughs> I can't. You guys can come over here. <laughs> Josh is trying to train our expectations. We pray for people over there, but we can also do right here. Christine, I felt like maybe when you wanted encouragement that you had like a few particular relationships in mind that were causing you some stress. I don't know if that's a, a mother or a child, but like some relationship you were like, that feels really heavy and I don't have hope there and I would love to get encouragement like in that relationship is that right actually me is just I'm I'm in a new chapter in my life mm -hmm. um, divorce new house new place and sometimes it's overwhelming yeah and I just want to know that I'm headed like I just need help to move forward yeah to seek the light and not be in a dark place like I've been yeah, okay. So I, that's where I need encouragement to move so you're forward like, yeah. and leave the past behind. Okay. Like, like an, I'm not sure that I have the resources to do all that's ahead of me. Like yes. that kind of encouragement, encouragement. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let me um, pass along to these guys and then we'll pray. Sometimes in prayer we just report and we see what God's saying and then we pray right afterwards. I had a, a similar sense um, where like relationally there'd been forgiveness, you'd kind of responded to things the way that you felt like God would want you to respond to things, and yet, um, like, people did not receive that, like, love and grace the way that um, you'd hoped. 
Um, I felt this encouragement of God being like, you trusted me with people that you could not trust. Um, and he just kind of honors that. Um, and then there's something about like leaving that in his like, in his tally book, right? It's like, I don't have to keep track of how I was good to someone before um, for me to be able to move forward. Um, and I kind of had an image of like a cast where like something's broken there and you can't see what's being fixed in there and it feels kind of stuck, but it's like, it's being restored as you go. And what's like neat is like, if you break a bone, you need to like keep bumping it for it to like grow back right. Um, and just the sense of like kind of those reminders, the things that you're kind of remembering, um, they still sting a little bit, but um, you're gonna notice how they sting a lot less later. Um, and like, it was, you know, it might've been worth getting your foot broke to, you know, be able to walk with God and step, so, yeah. Does that make sense? Very much so. I saw um, uh, your figure and it was the sun from behind and there was just a glow around you and it was really beautiful. And then there felt to be this heaviness of, but why isn't the sun shining upon my face? Why isn't the sun shining warm upon my face and the wind at my back? And it was almost like the Irish blessing kind of flowed out and this feeling that like, it should be like that poetry that I knew of. It should feel like the thing that I thought it would be, which is the, you know, the, so the Irish blessing was, may the sunshine warm upon your face and the rain fall soft upon your fields and God hold you in the palm of his hand. I've heard the one about the wind at your back, things like that. And just this sting of like, it wasn't that, but it's not how it feels. And so I just felt like God wanting to tell you that like he, he is shining on you and there's many ways to be in the palm of his hand um, besides, you know, these things that it felt like it should be. So if it feels like you're not seeing the light on your face or you're seeing the shadow before you, um, that God's light is still on you and finding your path and moving from that place doesn't have to happen as quickly as you feel like it has to. Thank you so much. Really, I understand totally what you're saying. Why don't you guys pray those real quick? I didn't hear all of yours, but I, yeah, I think I understand. Um, God, we so pray we for... Kind of share what we think we're hearing. <laughs> when we kind of share what we think we're hearing, we then, if she says, yeah, that, then we're going to pray for it and say, like, okay, if that checks out with you, let's, and I feel like especially these guys, right, you were nodding and resonating me, I'm not so sure. <laughs> these guys, which is totally fine, right? This is why we do this. You're like, yes, that, and yes, that. So I'm going to have these guys... Since you're saying that is exactly, you got that, that's what I want to receive, I'm going to have these guys pray that for you. Make sense? Yeah. It's almost like you knew me. Like what you two were saying is like, almost like we, we had spoken. It's just bizarre how you touched upon exactly what I'm going through. Yeah. And for us, we see that as not just them knowing you, but like that's God and God's heart like for you that we can access as part of the body of Christ. Because that's true. Marilyn, would you pray? So God, if there's a way that Christine felt like it ought to be, um, that this is how your presence in her life would be, this is the poetry she expected, 
this is, you know, how your hand comes. God, I pray that you would liberate her from that and that you would allow her to feel your warmth and your hand um, holding her in a different way than she expected and that she would give herself grace in this season to find her path forward um, slowly, that she would be able to turn around and would be able to see your light on her face, but God, but that she would also um, know that in this season there is beauty, uh, that you are there, and that things can be different than she expected. Lord, thank you that um, just like Abraham, Christine has wrestled with you and held on for dear life, just desiring your blessing. Um, and just like Abraham, who like spent the rest of his life with a limp, um, Lord, thank you that this, this limp is, is very temporary, that this is not a lifelong limp, um, but she can, she can live with a new name, uh, with a name that's known to you, um, and with an identity that is yours and that is daughter. Um, yeah, we thank you, Lord, to pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're very, very brave. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thought I had, maybe from God. Some of you, while we were praying, while they were sharing, you were like, I think maybe I have a thing that I would share with Christine. I don't know that the move is to have like 25 of you come up to her like, you know, 15 minutes from now, but I feel like if you were having a sense of something that you're like, mm, I wonder if this is from God, I think that may be an invitation to you in this season as we're especially leaning into kingdom of God things to be like, I, I don't know, like, do I have the gift of, we might in a few weeks call it prophecy, right? The ability to like hear things from God for other people. So however many dozens of you were like, mm, maybe I have a little thing. Um, I just encourage you to kind of like note that right now, take that seriously and see if that's something um, that the Lord would grow in you in the season. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Thank you, Christine. Thanks again. So thank you, God. That was awesome. The invitation is simple. It's just to ask God's kingdom to come. So I'm going to ask the worship team to also come up, and I'm going to invite Joel in a second to give words, and for prayer ministers to move to the side of the room over here. Um, really, what we do every week is a version of what we just did. It's people praying and standing with you and um, asking the Lord to speak on your behalf. Uh, that's what we do every week with people who are, you know, uh, sending in thoughts to a little chat we have um, to actually see, is there something God's highlighting for you? So as Joel comes up, I want you to receive it in that posture. Is there something that God might be saying over me that's part of God's kingdom breaking through? And then if yes, please get prayer. And if not, please get prayer because you can ask for that to happen personally for you. And we do that every week.